What is going on, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Anti Up. Brought to you here from Fantasy Alarm here on the Sawdust Podcast Network. I'm your host, Howard Bender. With me, Adam Ronis. Adam, the the Greenwich Street Tavern League, the GST League. You invited me in this year. So it's great league, great bunch of people. When we're in New York and, and we do the draft in person, but because of COVID, we can't. And now we need people. And you, you lured me in. And here we go, man. Our draft was tonight. My conference, your conference, both separate 12 team leagues. Am I leaving any details out? Yeah, no, two leagues of 12. And we also play for an overall championship. We model this after the high stakes league. So. We don't have IR spots. It's 12 teams, 20 rounds, PPR. We did add a flex spot this year. I always like uh, deeper starting lineups. And, uh, you know, we like you said, we usually do it in person at the Greenwich Street Tavern. So a few people dropped out this year for whatever reason. And Chris Vaccaro, who's the co-owner of the bar, said, let's get more industry people in this. And I'm going to be honest, I asked a few who turned it down, and I think they're scared. But that's just my opinion. You did not. You stepped up and said, I'm in. Jennifer Piacenti stepped up and said, you're in. So it's a mix of industry people, fans who have listened, followed our work over the years, and some high-stakes players. So, yeah, it's been fun. Uh, this is my fourth year in the league. Uh, I've had success, so that's probably why I enjoy it. Uh, but, it's, it, you know, obviously it's great to do in person. We have a good time. Uh, but it's fun. It went smooth. Both drafts went quick. Uh, Michael Salfino, who's in your league, called me and he was saying, wow, this is a tougher group than I thought. There were guys I thought I could get later and I couldn't. And I was like, yeah, there's it's pretty sharp. You might see a couple things that maybe you could question. But for the most part, uh, it's kind of hard to get value. Uh, I don't know if you agree with uh, your draft as well. No, very tough draft. Good, solid people. Definitely in there. I'm, I'm a little hurt. I wasn't the first one that you asked. You asked, no, you were one of the first. You were you one of the first. The but other I, industry no, I'm people serious. before me, man. I mean, no, no, no. I asked a few. Jeez. You were one of the first, but Jeez. there were a couple. Well, we had we had multiple spots open. That's my, why my heart hurts for a second. Oh, stop. Anyway, little... uh, but yeah, there are some people that just uh, and I even asked them last year, and they always come up with excuses. It's so funny. Everyone wants to talk tough when it's a free industry league. But when there's money on the line, don't step up. But it's all good. I listen, man. I I miss it, man. It's very reminiscent of my home league. So that that ended up disbanding years and years ago. Um. So yeah, it was great to great to get in there. So um, you dry you had the number four spot in yours. I had the number eight spot in mine. Um, obviously a little bit more favorable for you. But that question that we talked about on the last episode of Annie Up. Who do you take at four? You assume that it's going to be McCaffrey, Barkley, Elliott, one, two, and three. That puts you in that Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Michael Thomas sort of a situation. Um, so where'd you go? Well, I wrestled with this decision. I had no idea what I was going to do up until uh, you know I actually had to pick. But real quickly, if it was you, who would you take? Dalvin Cook. That's who I took. See? There you go. Yeah. I mean, I almost went Kamara. I kind of wanted to. And right before our draft, the report came out that he was going to be at practice tomorrow, meaning Wednesday. And I was just like, I kind of feel that they're going to get a deal done. But I was like, why deal with the headache? I mean, even Dalvin Cook's an issue. But I felt like, all right, I'll get Alexander Madison and I should be OK. So uh, we'll see how it turns out. 
Uh, but Kamara is expected to practice Wednesday. I think they've, I think they figure out how to get a deal done. But there was some risk, and you know maybe if our draft was in another day or two, maybe I go Kamara. Um, I love the pick, obviously. Obviously, I mean you can't you can't get me sitting here not gushing over uh, Cook Madison in this system that. Uh, that, that's that been built by Gary Kubiak. I mean, you know, it's like, it's funny, you know, sometimes people don't recognize the history uh, of in NFL versus fantasy and see who Gary Kubiak uh, actually, you know, developed uh, years and years ago. And that was, um, you know, you, you look at what, what Kubiak did in, in Denver for all those years, just churning out thousand yard rushers out of names like Ruben Drones and Orlandis Gary and Mike Anderson. Um, you see what happens when he went to uh, when he went to the the Texans, and it was Steve Slayton, and then it was Arian Foster. So you know that whole that that concept right there in Minnesota. I just I love it so much, and people you know don't realize that. I mean, fine, there might be a risk with Cook. Uh, you know he's. Uh, was talking contract and, you know, you see what's happening with Kamara. Joe Mixon signed his deal uh, on, uh, on Tuesday. So I get it, but Madison's still under contract. So if Dalvin cook were to, were to hold out, you still have uh, a pretty sick back in a pretty sick system. Yeah. I mean, I think the P I think most people who have concerns with cook is the injury factor. You know, he's missed a lot of games and also the contract. Uh, if not outside of that, you know, he's going to catch passes. You know, they're going to give him the football. This is a team that wants to run. You alluded to the great running game. Uh, so mm. that's, uh, yeah. So uh, hopefully it works out for me. <laughs> I, I love it, dude. I was sitting there. Camara went fourth and ours. Ours went McCaffrey, Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, Billy Hayes, who uh, I've done, I do a, uh, a Craig Mish's NL only league with. Um, so I know Billy, obviously, uh, you know, listener of uh, Sirius XM. He took uh, Alvin Kamara. Uh, didn't seem to hesitate on that. Um, Michael Thomas went next. So I was like, oh, is Dal? I, I, was like, I could just imagine if Dalvin Cook slipped to eight, how overjoyed I would be. Unfortunately, uh, he went sixth. Uh, Edwards Hilaire went seventh and uh, that left it up to me. So I took the new $48 million man, Joe Mixon. And I'm feeling very happy about that. Despite the fact that next to his name is still a red cross and a downward arrow uh, on the software that we're using. Yeah. Who cares about that? Uh, <laughs> yeah, man, I'll tell you this. I wish I was picking in the back half of my draft because Mixon went, Second pick around two. No, come on, dude. My, the 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 our draft it, it wasn't it was weird at the end of the first round. And uh, Chris Vicaro had the one pick. I had four. And he texted me. He's like, "Man, watching these first two rounds, I wish I was in the back half." I'm like, "Me too," because my goodness, here here's the beginning of round two. Okay, Derek. No, wait, wait, I got I got to know what happened in round one though. Okay, okay, fine. Uh, typical, you know, I took Cook. Cook uh, Scott Angle took Kamara at five. Michael Thomas went six. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, seven. Devontae Adams, eight. Austin Eckler, nine. Josh Jacobs, ten. Julio Jones, 11. Tyreek Hill, 12. Like, that is the first round I have wow. never seen, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, mine went my, – my back half after 
I took Mixon at eight. It went Eckler at nine also, which wow, surprised both me. Wow, both drafts in the first round? Yeah. We got some Austin Eckler lovers here. I guess they like seeing that picture with his shirt off and he's all ripped. <laughs> Derek Henry, then Nick Chubb and Kenyon Drake. Uh, that's So how... Jen took Derek Henry, right? Uh, yeah, Jen took yeah. Derek Henry. I like that pick. I mean, I'd be happy to get Henry at 10, man. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, geez, man. I mean, uh, see, I, and I said it. I like picking at the end of the first round because we've discussed this, that 2-3 turn when you're picking early in the draft, I don't love it. I don't like I don't come out of there saying I love my picks like I'm like, yeah, OK, not bad. Right. I mean, it's only and, the, you know, the rest of the draft is fine. But I just find that like picking at that end, like I love what I get in the first four rounds. Um, and obviously that the the draft is goes beyond that. I say it all the time. I hate these people who are like, oh, my first round pick got hurt. I'm done. No, you're not. Forget it. But yeah, just the way this played out. Uh, I mean, the beginning of the second round here, Derek Henry, Joe Mixon, man. Joe Mixon, Miles Sanders, 2-3, Kenyon Drake, 2-4. Come on, man. Gee, and I think, okay, two of those teams started RB-RB. So, uh. (laughs) So, wait, wait. The person who got Joe Mixon in the second round, who did they take in the first? Julio Jones in the first. So, you know what? That's like, you could have done it the inverted way. Mixon 11, Julio. Yeah, yeah. Well, same thing, you know. And then the team at the end took Tyreek Hill and Derrick Henry. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm fine with that. I mean, I, I I, look, if I'm picking 12, I want to start RB, RB. I like the RBs there. Uh So that's generally what I've done. Um, when I've had that pick and I kind of wanted the the end of the round, I, but, uh, you know, I always say you pick from wherever and you can win from any spot in the league. I mean, I had so many different spots last year was able to have success. So Pick uh, eight just, I just sucks, like, dude. Pick eight? Yeah, I guess. I mean, why do you think it sucks, though? Like, what? what is it? You know, no. I mean, I really, I, I, because, you know, you sit there, you just, you, you watch guys, um, you know, it's tough to, you know, you, you're, you're like in the middle of a run or you have to be the one guy who zags out of the run. Like, it all just kind of, you know, in the middle, it just kind of glumps together. Um, I like the beginning and I like the end of the draft. Um, you know, and it's kind of funny because I actually did a draft where I was like, well, Ronis will actually dig and respect this. He'll like this because so in my second round, you know, uh, the guy who took uh, Kenyon Drake at 12 turns around and grabs Josh Jacobs. Then Devontae Adams, Miles Sanders at the uh, the two, three. Oh, Aaron. man. Jen got Henry and Sanders. Yeah. Oh, you know what? It's funny because uh, Truck, who's in your league. You know, we text every so often, and he texts me. He's like, wow, Jen sniped me so many times. She's pretty good. Absolutely. I was bitching at Truck uh, on Twitter. He uh, he stole my tight end. He stole my tight end. It was unbelievable. Hurst? Yeah, he took Hurst. Like, <laughs> really? And I was like, at that point in the draft where I was like, um, all right, let me see what everybody needs. All right, so, you know, it was like Truck was the only one who needed the tight end at that point, I think. Um, and I was like, all right, let me take the receiver first and then I'll come back and I'll take the tight end. And no, so nevertheless though. So in the second round, it went, you know, Jacobs, Adams, Sanders, Jones. And then I was like, I'm like sitting there and I've got, you know, I mean, sitting on the border, you know, I could do the Kelsey thing. Um, there weren't any running backs who I was really enamored with. I mean, I could have gone, 
you know, Chris Carson or Jonathan Taylor. Nah, too early. Exactly. So I went Tyreek Hill. You took Hill over Julio. Is it close for you or do you like Tyreek better? I just like Tyreek better. I mean, that offense is so explosive. Um, I'm big on Ridley this year. You know, every year you see it, I see it with Julio. Uh, you know, it's like the foot's bother him. Takes himself out of games in the middle of games. Like, I mean, that's just, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm watching him and I absolutely love him. And I think he's going to, you know, have a solid year. But the, the upside and the explosiveness of Tyreek Hill, uh, that's just that that does it for me at, at that point. Yeah, no, it's close. I mean, it's razor thin. So I was just curious. I think I have Julio higher, but it's really close. And I, I will never argue i mean if tyree kill and mahomes healthy the whole year i mean geez man that offense is so explosive he could put up ridiculous numbers so yeah uh not not gonna argue it it's my it's basically you know a thread separating them i agree i agree um so i went tyree kill but then here's the funny thing is as it was coming back to me in round three um james connor was the running back who i had in my sights because he was the only one who i was really kind of digging on and uh wouldn't you know two spots in front of me you know it was uh, he got taken so i went wide receiver again odell beckham yeah I, I, you know what i i, pro- I would have i would have done the same uh i probably would have been eyeing connor as well and then he goes you go all right well i'm not reaching for a running back here yeah. um it's funny because i did something that you usually don't see from me um <laughs> which is what i always say you have to be flexible so i went dalvin cook and I was praying, you know, Sanders, Drake, one of those guys fell. Knew it wasn't going to happen. All right, maybe Kelsey. Um, so I, I started the second round, like I told you. Henry, Mixon, Sanders, Drake, Kelsey go. Then Nick Chubb. I was like, I would have taken him if he fell. Right. DeAndre Hopkins. Scott Engel was in front of me. You want to take a wild guess on who he took? <laughs> Lamar! Yes. Uh, so he went Lamar. So I went Aaron Jones, who I oh, don't man. think I, I – Yeah. So, look, I – Every, I think that Aaron Jones hate has gone too far. And, you know, early in draft season, late first round, early second. Yeah, I don't know. But now we're talking, what, this is pick 20? Where, yeah, yeah, yeah sure, yeah. I don't expect 19 touchdowns. But he, they want to run the football. He's going to get the bulk of the touches. He can catch the football. So I said, all right, I'm going to take Aaron Jones here. Uh, because after the, I, otherwise I would have went probably Godwin and then hoped Connor make it back. Good uh-huh. thing I didn't do that because James Conner wouldn't have made it back. He went with the last pick around two. So uh, I think I did it right. And, you know, now I got my two running backs and now I could just hammer receivers. And did you? Yeah. Then uh, I got my guy round three. Which one? You know who it is, right? Who, who's my guy in round three? Your guy in round three. Your wide receiver in round three. Um, uh, Do you get DJ Chark? No, not in round three. Oh, <laughs> okay. uh, I do like Allen Robinson. Oh, stop it! You got Allen Robinson in round three. Yeah, three, uh, fourth pick around three. Damn, where did he go in mine? Where is my friend took him? Because uh, oh, yeah, he texted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, uh... Uh, that red red rum is my my boy. Uh, was the best man at his at his wedding. Uh, he took him at two ten. Yeah, he was very critical of our pronunciation of Darrell Williams, uh, in uh, in in the chat room. For real? <laughs> he said, he said, all you radio people, all you radio guys, I hate the way uh, you, you mispronounce his name. Like, maybe you shouldn't have spelled it that way. 
I'm just I'm just messing around. So yeah, he took Allen Robinson. So I yeah, I mean, okay. You got Robinson yeah, around fourth pick around three. In our home league draft the other day, we picked back to back, which sucks. Oh. Um, but I, I took Robinson in the third round too, right in front of him. He was like, Oh man, I want a Robinson. I was like, Well, he's getting he's not getting by me at three, three, two the other day, three, four here. Then I went uh Robert Woods in round four and Hollywood Brown in round five. Seems a little early, but um that's who i had on the board and then i came back with uh tyler boyd in round six okay all right so yeah you did you you hammered the wide receiver position but i mean dude i mean you got a, a strong strong group there i mean woods and robinson alone i mean that pair um gonna be phenomenal in ppr i, I dig it i definitely dig it they might not be the the marquee name but you know, I mean, I love a blue collar team, an unsexy blue collar team that's just put up put, stats, put baby. Working. That's all I want. Yeah, you know that's what I'm it. saying. That's like it. now Hollywood Brown is the flashy pick that, you know, I don't look. I believe in him. I don't think he was healthy last year. I wrote about this on Fantasy Alarm. I did the wide receiver preview like May, June. You could check that out. But I wrote a profile on Marquise Brown, how he just wasn't healthy last year. He put on some weight. He had the screws removed. The dude was getting open and he wasn't even 100%. And then he hurt his ankle during the season. And, you know, he was on the injury report a lot. He wasn't even practicing. Lamar Jackson loves him. They asked Lamar Jackson uh, before they drafted Marquise Brown, do you want Hollywood Brown or Jerry Judy next year? He said, give me Hollywood Brown. So I, I think they're going to have to pass a little bit more. So, you know, people might go, oh, fifth round's kind of early. But, I mean, look at the receivers that I took him in front of. T.Y. Hilton, Will Fuller. Jarvis Landry, Stefan Diggs, I like him better than those guys. And I was worried. I'm like, all right, do I – I was like, I think Tyler Boyd's going to make it back because he's not the sexy pick, as you alluded to. And he made it back, and I was so happy. I was like, oh, yes, uh, got Tyler Boyd now in round six. Uh, and then DeAndre Swift in round seven oh. and uh, Christian Kirk in round eight. DeAndre and I was able to handcuff Madison in round nine, which I think is the uh, appropriate place. Like, I didn't have to reach on him. All right. Well, all right. So, all right. So that's, that's your roster through round eight, nine through nine through yeah. nine. Okay. All right. Um, I like where you went with that. I, I do like where you went with that. Uh, mine took a little bit of a, of a different turn. I'm going to tell you guys uh, exactly what kind of a turn uh, it took right after uh, I just give a little shout out to our boys and girls over at monkeyknifefight.com. Here's why you got to check them out. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning, even you, Adam, even you. Uh, monkeyknifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and eSports too. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else monkeyknifefight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up? And if you use the promo code ANTEUP, one word, A-N-T-E-U-P, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like monkeyknifefight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. 
monkeys, and knives, and fights, and sports. Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play, play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. Okay, well, when last we left off, we had Adam's team through round nine. Now, do you want to continue to go through your team? Or you want to hear uh, my team up to that point? How do you want to work this? Well, let's go look at your team. Oh, okay. I'm a generous guy. Yeah, look at you. What a softy. <laughs> Unbelievable. Fine, let's go with my team. Finish it up. <laughs> Enough about my team. Let's talk about you thinking about my team. Um, all right. So after Odell Beckham at three, it came around to four. I know you don't like this pick, but I need ah! I need oh. the running back, David Johnson. Oh. Oh. My yeah. goodness, you could have gotten DJ Moore. I, oh. I, yeah, you know, I'm not as I don't think. I see. I'm not as bullish on DJ Moore. I think as everybody else is. Oh, oh are you? The, are you looking? Oh, you can see yeah, it right now. That's see, right. You yeah. got. You have access yeah. to both of them. Yeah, I took David Johnson there. I, you know, listen. I get it. Matt Rule, the passing game there. This is still Teddy Bridgewater. We're talking about. Do you it's, remember who his quarterback was last year, bro? Yes. Okay. How would he do? He did fine. Right. So Bridgewater's better than Kyle Allen. Yeah. And they're going to be playing from behind. The defense is terrible. A little bit different of a style, though, in, in QB between Bridgewater and him. Uh, you know, in addition to the fact that, I mean, I, I, I need to see what Matt Rule's offense really looks like um, at the NFL level and what he's got, you know, in store for everybody. Um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a reasonably big jump when you've get, you're dealing with a quarterback who's been sitting on the bench for the majority of, of all of his career. The exception he played of, like five, six games last year. Yeah. Yeah. With the exception of the fill in there. Okay. So fine. Um, you know, it's still, you've got a, a decimated offensive line. You've got McCaffrey that the offense is supposed to run through. There's just, you know, listen, I, I don't mind DJ more, but to me, the bigger need was to grab a running back at this point, having locked down Tyreek and Odell, two real high upside guys there. I wanted to make sure that I uh, I helped myself at the running back spot. Okay, fine. I mean, all right. I mean, look, you know I, I just don't like David Johnson. If I'm wrong, I will give you credit at the end of the year. We'll, we will mark this podcast right here, this episode. Boom. Uh, with that um, all right so, oh, so i know you don't like him so then yeah okay. so i came back in round five with raheem mostert again you know me i like my running backs yeah you do you're, you're you fell off the rick wolf glenn colton tree <laughs> i was taking running backs before those guys were thinking smart system Come i mean on. they take three running backs in the first four picks every draft it doesn't matter it could be like the worst running back in the world they're taking them yeah I hear you. I just, I love my running backs. I love having that security. So, you know, again, and then you look at David Johnson and I, while I'm bullish on him, I do have to protect myself and obviously look at the other side of things. I can't just blindly look at a guy and think that he's going to have a great season um, and not have to not look at what the downside could be. Like if that's like, if you're drafting, you're like, this dude's going to be great and blah, blah, blah. You know, what if he's not and where are you protected and loaded up there? So, 
you know, as as happy as I am with Joe Mixon, David Johnson is my number two running back. That doesn't, you know, that doesn't always sit well with me. So I went Raheem Mostert and DeAndre Swift to get some uh, some backup behind behind that. And said, Boy, okay, yeah, you after went that, heavy RB. Damn. All right. Uh, I also have Swift. I got Swift in round seven. You took him at six, so that's that's fine. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what, man? I mean, listen, I, uh, I, I didn't, I didn't go for David Montgomery like I usually do. I didn't go for Jordan Howard uh, like I usually do. I knew where I was hitting those running backs. That it was like, by the time it's you know to take a guy like uh, you know Jordan Howard at that point, um, you know I need to be filling in my wide receivers as well. And I think I'm you know comfortable enough that I don't need to grab him yet again uh, in a league. So. Um, I felt like that. And then so then wide receiver, I went Marvin Jones. Then it all fell off the wagon in round eight. That was it. Truck took Hayden Hurst. I was like, oh, balls. It just it ruined me. I was on tilt. I was frustrated. I was typing hurtful messages to him on Twitter. Um, took my Hunter Henry, who I'm very, very bullish on uh, in this new offensive scheme that they're running it for the Chargers. Uh, but I, I, I deep down, I wanted Hurst. I wanted Hurst. And then round nine, I took Emmanuel Sanders, as you can see, Adam, because you're looking at it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see yours. I feel so I feel I'm like like Sandra Bullock in bird box all of a sudden. I can't see anything. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> well, so then what you know what I did? Then I was still so pissed off, whatever, in round ten. I took Mike Gasicki. Just, you know, and, and I'll tell you what. I wouldn't have done it. I said this to Jen. I would not have taken Gasicki as close to uh, taking um, Hunter Henry as I did if it wasn't for the fact that we have that second flex. And who's to say you can't throw a tight end who runs out of the slot on a regular basis as the possible flex play for you, you know? I mean, if it was one flex, I probably wouldn't have done that and I would have just backed off the tight end spot. Um, but you know, because of that second flex, I did that. Yeah. I wanted Gusecki and he was taken, uh, from me. So, uh, I'm with you there on Gusecki. And, uh, I'll, I, I'll tell you this though. Uh, there was a, cause I see Raquel Armstead went in the round 10 of your draft. Do you want to guess where he went in ours? Oh my God. Tell me he went like sixth round or something. He did. Oh my God. To Scotty Angle. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> And I, I loved it. I'm, like, oh, thank I'm you. dying. I'm dying. That's all. Oh, I'm done. I'm, I'm tapping like, out. I'm like, thank you. You gave me Tyler Boyd. Appreciate it. Are you kidding me? Uh, I'm not. I was uh, like, whoa, I couldn't believe it. So I was I waiting. I avoided that backfield like the plague. I was waiting for the call. Like, hey, I didn't make that pick. He did do that in the next round. You can't go a draft without Scott Angle backing out a pick. It's like customary it happens every time so uh he made a mistake i think it was round seven he called me hey i didn't want that pick it was henry ruggs i'm like all right backed it out then he took cd lamb <laughs> you know what i mean have a truck backed up i needed to back up a pick and uh took daniel jones right in front of me uh, i was like i was like well i mean i wasn't taking daniel jones anyway but i was just you know i was like we backed it up there and oh there's a guy who i would have taken at some point also yeah, that's the worst when they you have to back out of the pick and it's like, damn man, I wanted that guy. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, so let's go your roster um, afterwards, rounds 10, 11, 12, 13. When did you when did uh, when did you take uh, when did you take your kicker and your defense? Oh, you know, at the end. Just the last um, two rounds, eight, nine, 19, No, no, 20? no, a little bit earlier than that. But uh, round 10, I got Antonio Gibson. Oh, I love uh, that. Round 11, TJ Hawkinson. 12 was Stafford. 13, John o. Smith. 14, LaVisca Chenault. 15, Cam Newton. 16, Benny Snell. 17, James Washington. 18, Robbie Gould. 19 miles Boykin and round 20, the bears defense. Oh, there you go. There you go. Wait, did, did you take a kicker? Yeah. Robbie Gould. Robbie Gould. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. And how, and, and you feel good about your team. You're solid with them. Uh, what's your, what's your biggest, what, what's your biggest strength? Um, I think I'm solid across the board, man. I mean, the starting lineup as of now is Stafford, Dalvin Cook, Aaron Jones, Allen Robinson, Robert Woods, Hollywood Brown, Tyler Boyd, and the flex could be, I mean, I don't know about DeAndre Swift week one. We'll have to see. I could throw Christian Kirk in there, Antonio Gibson. So the flex is open. Tight end is Hawkinson. So pretty strong lineup. I got the Stafford-Hawkinson connection if, uh, you know, if you're looking for pairing players up uh-huh. so uh, i'm pretty pretty content i mean i have pretty good running back depth i got the handcuff for cook and madison which i thought was important i probably took uh running backs more than i'm accustomed to um because i think i took three in the first seven rounds and then actually four in the first nine and then you know gibson is my fifth i'm pretty pleased about that so I'm pretty happy. I mean, you know, I usually wait uh, on tight ends to get Hawkinson, John o. Smith. I like that combo. Stafford, Cam Newton. You know, we. T- I don't know if we talked about Cam Newton. I, I don't know if I, I've. Yeah, I, I forget. But and I had said like, yeah, I don't have him anywhere, and I could see him pop. And this is the first share I have him as a backup. I'm cool because you know what if things work out. You know, the one issue I am worried about with him is he really needs to run. To have that fantasy value mm-hmm. we've seen it throughout his career yeah. so um you know hope he hope he's healthy i mean again he's my backup so it's not like i need him to pop if he does great and then if he is playing really well and stafford is then it's that tough decision i had that last year in this league i had dak prescott and russell wilson it was mostly dak early on and then russell had big games and it just sucked every week i'm like oh who do i play that's the unfortunate part of having like two quarterbacks. Like if you don't get the elite one and you do pick two quarterbacks from the nine to 15 range and they're both good, you got to make a tough decision every week. So that's the one thing I don't like about it, but I'd rather have that problem with two guys who are really good. Like I had last year with Dak and Russell Wilson. I mean, it's a great problem to have. It's better than some people who drafted Ben Roethlisberger and I don't know, someone else and Roethlisberger goes down. Now you need the other guy to do well. So I'd rather, have that problem. Um, but yeah, Cam Newton, first share of him as my backup. Right on. Right on. Um, all right. Well, let's see. For me, after the Gasicki incident, uh, Joshua Kelly in round 11, Drew Brees in 12, Michael Pittman in 13, Baker Mayfield in 14. Uh, Josh Reynolds in 15, Colts D in 16, 
you know, when I just start seeing defenses go off the board, and I know it's a bunch of people uh, who listen to me, you know, on the air regularly, I was like, screw it. You know what? Let me just take the Colts defense and, and be thankful and just walk away from there. Uh, Kendrick Bourne uh, in 17. I got your boy, Gio Bernard. So kind of hang. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't love him as much now that Mixon signed his contract. Well, I mean, I've got Mixon, so he's a handcuff. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, they do have Travion Williams too, but either way, um, who's? Yeah, I mean, Geo that late is fine. Yeah, proudly sitting on waivers right now. Um, Mike Badgley's my kicker, and then in twenty, uh, you know what, man? I did the Jimmy Graham pop right there. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Right. You know, we've talked I don't about think, him, right? Yeah. I mean, the re- the reports are just that he looks really good in camp. So, uh, yeah, not, it, that's your third tight end, right? Yeah, it's my third tight end, obviously, with the two flexes. So, you know, the overall product here, I've got, if you want to talk pairing, I've got Drew Brees and Emmanuel Sanders. I've got Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham. Um, I've got that little uh, one-two punch. My, my starting lineup, Brees. Mixon, David Johnson, uh, Tyreek Hill, Odell Beckham, Marvin Jones, Hunter Henry. Uh, and then I'm, you know, in my flex spot, I've got Raheem Mostert. And then I can go DeAndre Swift. I could go Emmanuel Sanders, Michael Pittman, uh, you know, Kendrick Bourne, one of the other guys. Like, I feel, I feel like I give my, I gave myself some really good options. You know, I hit the uh, wide receivers late. Uh, pretty well, you know, I, I was looking, you know, we've talked about it before, uh, just scroll down the rankings and find out, you know, where they're hiding some of your guys. And, you know, lo and behold, Kendrick Bourne, like all the way at the bottom, we know that San Francisco is dealing with a massive wide receiver crisis. So, I mean, if I can, I can pull off him as a flex play early on, well, I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even really look at the rankings. I just had my sheet, and I would just type in a name, and it would pop up. But you're right. Some of them are really, really low, and you have to know that going in. Uh, and we've talked about this numerous times. Have something. Uh, just don't go up like, oh, who's the top of the queue? No, there's going to be guys buried. So make sure you come prepared and ready for whatever software you're using because all of them have players buried at the bottom. Yes, they all definitely have players buried in the bottom. Um, so overall, the draft for you. Well, where did uh, let's let's kind of uh, go through a couple of uh, names real quick, just because they're topical right now. You said Reichel Armstead went for you in, in yours in round six. Yes. Yeah. Where did he go? I think ten in yours, if in I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think he went in somewhere in like the tenth round. Yeah, yeah, Joe from Brooklyn. Took him in the uh, in the tenth, and then uh, I mean o- Ozigbo went way way late. Uh, Chris Thompson, uh, I think, went pretty late. Where did Thompson go in yours? Thompson went in round nine. To your boys from the New York Post, Jared Wilk and Drew Loftus. Wow, those two, huh? Yeah, uh huh. Those two, damn, 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 damn. Where did um? I don't even see Chris Thompson on this sheet. I hate having to do it. Control find somebody else. Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> uh, I see round 12 for you. Oh. It's a right. Matt Brandon, who I used to work with. Ah, okay. MB, MB. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, overall, I'm, I'm happy with my team. Sort of, you know. I, you know, it's so funny, man. I was like sitting there and, and, you know, and I took Drew Brees and, 
I, mean, I kind of didn't really want to take him. And yet I did, uh, you know, because I knew I was going to make a move for, you know, two quarterbacks relatively soon at this point. I think I waited till like, you know, what, round 12. Uh, and you are. What? It was insane. I think there were six quarterbacks taken in like the first 11 or 12. Like everyone waited. I was like, my goodness, man, really? Like I was waiting. And then the, then the run started in like round 11 of quarterbacks, right? Was it 11? Yeah, I'm looking at it now. It started late round 11. It was Matt Ryan, Drew Brees, then Rager, then Brady, then round 12, Josh Allen, Wentz, Rodgers. And I'm like, all right, I got to take my first quarterback now. And that's when I went Stafford. <laughs> but like Scott Engel's like, oh, the value of the draft here is in round 12. Meanwhile, he took Lamar Jackson in round two. Round so. two, yeah, exactly. We'll see. I mean, look, we'll find out at the end of the year. I mean, he is dying on that hill. So uh, every draft. It's funny because – but Carol's like, you better take him in round one or you ain't getting them. <laughs> my friend texted me. He's like, did you guys let Scott get Lamar? I'm like, yes. He's like, what round? I'm like, two. Like, <laughs> there was nothing. I'm not taking him in round one. And he had, he picked before me. I wasn't taking him anyway. So. No, I, I thought about doing it to him in that uh, in that host league draft just because it was a host league draft. But right. you know, here where uh, where where money is on the line. Uh, I got to take that first pick seriously. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't worry about making poor Scotty Engel cry. Yeah, we'll find other ways to do it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right, man. Well, beautiful. Fantastic stuff. Had a great time. Thank you so much again for uh, inviting me into the league. Uh, a definite pleasure. There you go, guys. An inside look into the uh, Greenwich Street Tavern League, we we don't have a draft board to post. I would love to post a draft board for you guys. I can't do it. No can do. The software does not let me. And on that note, I will say a, a fond farewell to everybody. Adam, so much uh, fun again. Thanks so much. Um, anything big coming up tomorrow? Oh, should we should we talk? Do we, you want to do you want to talk NBA best bets? Um, not, not really. I didn't really look at it close. I think Houston wins Game Seven. Um, and I think the Bucks rebound, but I will uh, have picks up at Wager Alarm. Uh, early first uh, day, I had the Toronto minus one and a half, and they blew the lead and lost. But I had the under two eighteen on the game, and that hit. Uh, and we're waiting the outcome of uh, Denver, Utah, which looks like it's coming down to the wire. And that's going to be a great ending. We're going to both go and watch that. So. Thanks so much, everybody, for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next time.